0: Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play.
1: Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and
0: lore of Cyberpunk. I'm Toasty. A fixer that's new to Night City, with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting.
1: And I'm Genesis, an old-school media tech with a love of character deep dives.
0: Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future.
1: We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, chooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. How is your playthrough going? It's been a minute since we've talked about it.
0: Horribly. I hate it. It's terrible.
1: Okay. Those are the feels we all had. Yeah. Collectively... All of us were just like, no, no, I don't like this. I don't want to be here. This is too good and too horrible all at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm.
1: And we will definitely get into the reasons for that good horribleness in just a little bit. Oh, Toasty changed the background on his cell phone to be one of the worst moments in phantom liberty
0: it's a reminder of the pain
1: that i will always feel from this. you just like torture
0: yeah yeah it's, it's, it's what it's done to me at least it's at least i'm feeling something for once <laughs> my god <laughs> way to kick the show off dark <laughs> god. look it's it's gonna get dark by the end of it you know it's fine i mean
1: that's valid and very very true Yeah. Can we start with something kind of lighthearted and cool, though? Sure. Because I think it was very, very recently that uh, the official Cyberpunk Twitter X put out a tweet saying that the collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. And that with it, they created this little booklet. Now, when I heard the phrase little booklet, I was thinking, oh, it's like a 15, 20 page like with some art stuff in it. No, this is an 83 page free to download PDF file with some really awesome stuff in it. Uh, The parts that I was really liking was the uh, step by step build guides so, if you want to try out a new type of V, but you're not sure, like, okay, I really want to try Toasty's Blade Runner style, well, this one will give me a starting point to go off of and play that style.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it even has, like, it's broken down, it has a Phantom Liberty section it has a breakdown of like the entire setting of night city with the gangs and the different areas and stuff like that. So there's a lot in it. It was a, it was a chunky book. Mm.
1: It was. And I will link that in the show notes. So that way you guys can go and find it as well. Uh, cause it's really cool and it looks awesome. It's all done in mm-hmm. 2077 coloring, um, has pictures of various V's, uh, some of them being like the official versions that they've used before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are probably those are the official builds that they talked about whenever they were doing the 2.0 release. Like that oh. that Night City wire. I guess it wasn't a Night City wire that they did, but you know, they're yeah. talking about this build and this build and whatnot. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could only get through about half of it before we started recording, uh, so I definitely need to read more into it and go through it page by page.
0: With that being said, is it time to get depressed?
1: I guess. Yeah.
0: Yes. All right, well, then the next up we have on the the chopping block would be the quest titled "Birds with Broken Wings." That's a uh, name.
1: It is. I have not listened to this song yet. Uh, I don't know if it's really my style. The quest is titled after a song written by Canadian folk musician Ben Kaplan. And Mm. that's the last of the good happy fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, So yeah, so this quest starts with, I believe, uh, like most of them, you wait after the party to get a call from Reed. Uh, Reed will tell you to head over to the safe house underneath the moth. So you do that. You can actually, when you go down here, you can linger behind like the corner for a moment and listen to Reed and Alex argue about how she doesn't agree with this, or she has like her concerns with this, this mission doesn't agree with the plan for it. Because, and you'll come to find out once you join them, after they're done arguing, you come to find out that they had a job uh, back in that they did a while back in Colombia, I think they said, um, where they had to deal with a guy named uh, Luis Hernandez, um, where basically it was a botched, a bit of a botched job because. Uh, Alex was had to impersonate the engineer. Um, but b- when they did their like screening program, they did not get the information of how the engineer was terrified of the of Lewis's Doberman. <laughs> so she just was like, Yeah, he's a good boy. And then sat down at the table and had three guns pointed at her back. And they're like, The fuck, who are you? Uh, That'll do it. And then she says she lied her ass off in order to get out, but they don't actually clarify anything else on it. And it's like, I wonder how this actually ended because i like, I feel like you have to lie really good to get through that, but all right.
1: Look, I didn't want to bring it up, but I've been going to exposure therapy and I've been really, really working on my fear and paranoia. So this is just another step. It's another step in my therapy. I got to sit here and act calm with your dogs.
0: i uh, would be pretty good, actually. All right. I'll take it. I mean, we'll have the headcan in that because we don't get the actual explanation, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. Uh, after this conversation, because you can actually ignore this if you want. You don't have to engage in this. But like, uh, because Reed is kind of like, we need to focus on business. But then Alex is like, offering you the chance and you can either sit down and listen or you can just be like, "I hey, uh uh we need to focus on business." Um but you talk about the actual plan on uh what you're going to do with the twins. Um and it is very apparent during this whole thing that Reed is still trying to save Somi. Yeah. Um, He
1: is always going to try and save her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of, I think this is kind of like the point where we start to see the actual characters and their actual flaws in here because yeah, there's been a bit of that before, but it's been kind of like, it's still been very like secret and like they're, you know, not really like revealing a whole lot. Um, But this is the quest where we learn quite a bit. Um, So, yeah, he wants to save her, even though she's effectively committed treason and is like a criminal of the new United States. Um, He still thinks that he can get her out of this uh, like he has always done. Um, So you get the mission briefing. And you have to go link some transceivers in order to uh, find out where or find out about the twins car or something like this. This part's kind of just a weird like side bit. That's not really important. Um, There's a bit of fun with it. Oh, God, Jen.
1: So much later on, you asked me, why does this Ashley bitch hate me so much? What did I do to her? This this quest is what you did to her. The transceivers and locating the car is what she was in charge of protecting, and that's how you dicked her over.
0: Mm. It's fine. I don't care about this random person, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, we dick her over. There's a bit of like a fun um, interaction here where you can end up talking to like some little kid. Um and they try to extort you for a shit ton of money to tell you where the the box to like hook in is at. Um and you can convince them or you can basically tell them no and they'll like drop the price uh, to like a thousand eddies and you can play a game of like hot and cold for it. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. It's, it's cute. It's annoying, but it's cute. Uh, you know whatever. Kids being kids, they gotta live. In this city, anyways, um, but kind of the big thing before this, and it is optional. You don't have to do this, um, but uh, when you, I think when you hit the first transceiver, like the first building, you will get a call um, or a connection to the relic from So me, uh who wants to meet with you, and you can do so. Um, Of course I did because I want to do like every part that I can do um, to get like the most perspective, but uh, I thought it was very interesting because it's a very like secret thing. And it's talking about her, like showing that she trusts you is the reason why she's doing this. Um, So you can meet up with her and she will show you her old, I guess like apartment or safe house from when she was here back in the unification war. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually go over here. It's very interesting because it's obviously like, like run down from what it was. Cause the stuff's still here. There's still like couch generator tables and stuff like that. Um, but it's like open to the elements. So it's like an old building that like has been like run down and like overgrown. Mm-hmm. You even have to like go through some like bushes to get here, um, or to get through it. And yeah, she pretty much it's like pretty real with you. You can sit and like she can tell you about uh, her apartment back in Brooklyn and like some of the people and like friends and stuff she had back there. Um, and then you can confront her about Myers and tell her like, Hey, like I know you were responsible for her like plane getting shot down. Um, it she'll tell you like, she didn't mean for that to happen, but, um, you know, things got out of hand. Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. It, it felt like this to me felt like a lie, especially since we already know, that Hanson had a play in it. The, the plane was hacked from the inside and now she's telling me, Oh, I didn't think it would get that bad. Well, okay. Maybe you didn't think that it would cause so much death and destruction while the plane was crashing, but you knew what was going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think she knew about the plane getting like that. He was going to shoot down the plane or the space space force one or whatever. Yeah. um because uh and spoiler later on we'll see like her actual genuine reaction to this happening so because that's one of the little like memories you can see during one of the later paths yeah. um but basically uh she yeah she just tells you about like she had a plan it didn't work um but she still needs to get this thing and after that she wants to get away from you know from night city from the fia from everything (laughs) um and basically entrusts you to help her with that um and of course you get a choice from how you deal with that at this point um or well Not at this point, but later on, you will get a choice on how you want to deal with that. And it was just a very, like, real and, like, personal moment uh, from her. And I'm going to start making the distinction now because they make a point to make the distinction later that, uh, and I will say that this is a very real moment from So Me Mm. because Songbird and so me aren't exactly the same people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll start
0: to see that later.
1: And because V uses them kind of interchangeably saying song and songbird. So me, things like that. But I feel like Reed definitely makes a very distinct when he's talking about his friend, his mentee, the person that he truly cares about, that's me. The net runner, that's Songbird. The one who's trapped yeah. with the, all this black wall bullshit, that's Songbird. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the thing is, is, that also shows like the flaw of care, because like Reed thinks he cares about so Me, but he only, he does actually end up only caring about strongbird because he doesn't understand the things he did that like she perceives him basically giving her an impossible choice that ruined her life and took her away from her home. And you can talk about that. Like whenever she tells you about like her place back in Brooklyn, um, like you, I didn't, I don't know if I'm assuming you maybe get an opportunity for all life paths here. I got a nomad choice mm-hmm. in this conversation because she asks, is there any place you call home? And you can tell her like, there's no place really, but there's the people, the family that I consider home. And she like, it. it makes, it even puts quotations around home this makes a whole very important point of like Brooklyn was her home that she got ripped out of. So it's just, it, it's like her basically showing you the side of like, yeah, all this like FIA bullshit. I hate this. Like, I just hate all of this. But, um, And I never wanted to do it in the first place, but I didn't have a choice. So, and we'll see that later on as well, depending on what path you take. There's, there's a lot there's a whole lot yeah. um yeah and it is and like there's also like the other signs about it is like whenever she's talking to you through the relic is like her appearance doesn't have any of the like any of her like major cyberware that like we learned about in the last like time we talked about this with the party is whenever you first come, like, you see her entire backside. It's just all cyberware. But, like, her relic avatar, like, how she manifests herself through the relic. I mean, she has, like, the little, like, cosmetic cyberware on, like, the face, but that's it. The rest of her is, like, Gannick. Except for, like, if she has, like, a smaller, like, uh, like, similar to, like, how Lucy did in Runners, like, the smaller, like, neural port in the back of her head that... Mm-hmm. Um you would I guess attribute to like a smaller, smaller time netrunner. You know, something that they would have. Yeah. But yeah, so
1: you talked about uh the dialogue options that you have, and I pulled up my screenshots that I took during this mission, and uh one of it was like songs dossier that Reed shows you. Mm-hmm. Um m- uh an incident report from earlier uh, attempted blackwall breach uh, summary: Monitoring of traffic around node fifty four D alpha revealed a number of abnormalities. Agent Rapid Fire report reported a B thirteen B blackwall breach with a possible K forty one D unauthorized data transfer. Further investigation uncovered multiple other possible abuses of authority. The scale of this activity remains unknown. Logs and data analysis transcripts are available in the databank.
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly I can't remember exactly what point. If this was back at the party or if it's at the start of this, we like do get we find out that like her shit that her tangling with the black wall was like by order of Myers. Mm-hmm. Like, we we have now learned that that's, like, part of it. It was, like, Myers was fucking around with a black... Or, like, having her fuck around with a black wall. Which is a big no-no. Yeah. So, yeah. She's, like, all of this stuff, her, like... Her problem, because, you know, she's trying to find the cure through the neural matrix for her black wall entanglement, was also something that she had to do against her will. So... I don't know. There was just a lot of like it was at this point. This was the scene that really like got to me with like really like empathizing with her. I guess maybe not even empathize, just but like just making me care for the character is like realizing that like she didn't her choices haven't actually like really mattered up to this point. And now she does have some choices. And sure she's fucked up. For sure, but like, like she's been a, like, basically a, a, a weapon, like a gun that they've just been pointing in certain directions this whole time. So like, I mean, with how many, I'm wondering at what point was kind of like the breaking point for her, I think considering like the, the gravity around, like, you know, the, them showing us that like small, like film before the release of Phantom Liberty of her having to like basically hit like the execution on like read. I wonder if that was kind of the point that she like stopped wanting, like stopped listening or started trying to like find her way out. But yeah. So after this, um, I think you do have to do this part before you link all the transceivers. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I've, immediately did it on my playthrough like the moment she called me i was like uh i'm gonna go divert to do this um but after you do that you can actually get a uh, call from alex who tells you to go meet up with her back at the moth um and you can have a drink and get like a bit more of an insight into her character so really like nice like just fun conversation um you can flirt and then apparently V doesn't pick up on the flirting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can also have a little dance with her as well. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. It makes you like Alex even more. Uh, which I already did like her at this point. Because she, she was just like the other like half of the thing. Like the actual like the realistic one. I think mm-hmm. the one that like kind of showing you like how. Like, because Reed's been like lying to you this whole this whole time, or like playing his cards really close to chess to his chest, and like she doesn't. I think she's been out of the game so long she doesn't play that anymore. She yeah. She's kind of more truthful.
1: Yes, Alex. Alex is
0: probably the most honest character out of all of these people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well. I would say, other than Mr. Hands, because Mr. Hands tells you pretty much upfront what he wants and why he wants it.
0: But yeah, but mis- even Mr. Hands puts on a facade because he doesn't like you can, you know, what he like, how he actually is, but he like shows you a different like face. That's true. It's yeah. like he's just like a super adorable like father, but like he never tells you about that. No. Which I was so upset about. I've finished all of this stuff and all of his gigs and whatnot at this point. I'm sad that he never actually tells you, but that never comes up in conversation. It's like, yeah. what? I, you can't
1: even ask him about it.
0: I but know, I also feel but- like
1: that would kind of be kind of threatening, you know, like, oh, hey, tell me about your kid. Coming from like- V, the Mega Merc. <laughs> I know that you have yeah. somebody that you care about.
0: Yeah, well, it's like, it's fine, though. I mean, he's super, he he is like a super cool guy. He, like, he does play business, like, it's very much business with him, but, like, he's very, and I, it makes sense, because at this point that you're working with him, you've probably done quite a bit in, like, the Night City, or the base game, or whatnot. So, like, him being, like, super, like, aware of, like, how effective you are as a Merc and your status or whatever, so treating you with more respect than you have gotten by anyone at this point mm-hmm. like which is cool like it I do like him a lot he's just he's just a cool fixer probably my favorite fixer at this point so
1: yeah but Alex is also very upfront and tends to be pretty truthful I don't think that we ever really catch her in a lie or trying to be just outright deceitful to you um, mm-hmm. And dancing with her is fun. And yes, I wish that my bee wasn't such a blockhead. And maybe could have at least made out with her. I mean, shit.
0: There's no romance. Yeah, there's just nothing that you can do about it, I don't think. So, um, it's unfortunate. It would have been cool. But oh well.
1: But the last thing that we do learn is that it's time to go change our faces.
0: Yeah, so that's how this one kind of like wraps up. You go change your face get that like cool tech installed. Um you meet Farida, who's I guess just a random ripper doc that you will never see ever again. Uh, but
1: I think you can go back no, to her.
0: You probably go back to her, but like like there's not a whole lot of significance to like um like meeting her. Um There's like a cool like thing where it seems like she was, uh, maybe she's been contracted by the Noosa before because, you're you have to use like a code phrase to get in, um, which is kind of funny, um, but yeah. And then reads there and he basically gives you this thing called an icebreaker that you're supposed to use on, uh, Songbird to, like, knock her out during the transfer so yeah yeah. so this is your uh this is you betraying her and yeah no he's this whole time this conversation too is like all about and we'll learn very quickly like after like all of this stuff kicks off like he keeps on talking about how like he'll he's willing to like uh or like he's gonna help her after we do this, uh, he knows people that can help her, like other clinics in like Europe and stuff like that, that he can like take her to, to like get her fixed or whatever. And it's like that's that's his whole MO is like he's like he wants to fix her, like he or save her. Like that's that's always been his his thing. Um, and he just doesn't realize because you can tell him too. You can tell him what she told you and what her plan is. And, like, he just still doesn't get it, like, Mm -hmm. where she's at. He thinks that he is the solution.
1: And it's so hard to know where his mindset is at and whether or not he is – I want to believe that he's coming from a good place in his heart. You know, like, that he truly believes this. And it's not just like, oh, I got to convince V. Cause if I convince V that I'm the good guy, then they'll follow what I want to get done because it aligns with what the president wants,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like his big fault, right? Is like, he's loyal to an extreme fault and so much so that I wouldn't even call him. I wouldn't even say that he is a loyal person. I would say that he is an obsessive person. Mm. He's he, he has an obsession with like, Helping and saving that he sees as loyalty. And in a sense, it kind of is, but it goes beyond just loyalty that he seems to think because he is such a loyal individual, that he is this way that everyone else falls into the same. like like the people that he's associated with. Like he thinks that because he is, Myers is going to be. and it's like, bro, we've seen that she's not at this point. Um, and like, yeah, I will also say, like, just a side note, uh, like, now that I've played all this shit and whatnot, and then we're not going to get into it yet today, but like, I remember back in that episode, and I think they they fucking got me. That's whole, part of the whole thing, is that like I said, I liked Myers. I fucking hate her so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, I, I wish so bad that she was like, I, uh, I'm tempted to go back and just like get the call from songbird to help the president and then just do nothing so that she dies. Um, Because if you wait two days in game after like the plane crashes, she dies. And I'm like, you know, maybe this is the best ending here, honestly. Um, But that's besides the point we'll get more into that i'm sure i'll fucking rant about her bitch ass so many more times um but yeah like she's shown that she's not she had you killed before mm-hmm. because someone had to take the fault like if she was as loyal as you are she would have stuck her neck out for you and done something to save you from that fate
1: yeah Or at least made sure that you've been getting paid for all these years that you've had to be deep undercover, uh, making sure that you had resources. Like, there's a lot that you could have done, Myers, and you didn't.
0: The loyalty isn't there, but he's just so blinded. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, that makes for a very compelling character. A character that has, like, these extreme faults, but it just sucks because, like, you can see where his perspective and his faults have led him, and where, like, so me, like, the perception she has of what he's done for her. Yeah. So it's wrong. It's so,
1: wrong. so much good character development and growth, and that is. I mean, it's, it's the missions and the dialogue and the things like this that make this expansion so good. So mm-hmm. good. All right. I think this is a good spot for us to take our mid-break, uh, listen to some sponsors of the show, and shout out all the people who make this thing possible. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. We don't have any new patients to read out, but we do have a grand total of 13 and we appreciate you all, Chooms. Now, this week we do have a new review to read out uh, via Apple Podcast out in Australia. Thank you so much. Uh, from Hickey32. Five stars. Great show. Found this show when playing Phantom Liberty as I was consuming everything I can about this universe and glad I'm staying along for the ride. Lots of fun and fantastic knowledge on the genre. Hosts are great. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Short and sweet and to the point. Now, if you do also play the TTRPG, you earned yourself 10 IP per Jay Gray. We don't make the rules, but Jay literally does. So go cash them in. Uh, And of course, you can always support the show by going to patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast and help us out there. Or if you can't, just drop us a five star rating on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, wherever you listen to your podcast And if you write some words along with it, we'll read it out here on the show. I don't think I have anything else to say today. Got anything to add to the mid-break?
0: No, that's it.
1: All right. All right, Toasty, we are back in it. Now, I've seen that face before. I've seen that face before. The quest is titled after a 1981 song, a single by a Jamaican singer, Grace Jones. Oh, it is the Grace Jones. (gasps) Mm, Okay. I am in love. I'm going to go listen to this song just to see. Grace Jones is amazing and gorgeous and a model and a singer, and, who? okay. Uh, very, very popular. I think you would totally dig their look, too.
0: Uh, maybe.
1: Oh, but I'll, I will go give that song a listen a little bit later, because um, we've got to talk about the very quick-ish mission um, that the song is, or that the quest is named after
0: yep uh so this quest there's not too much to say about it um you gotta post up and wait for the twins car you have to scan a bunch of cars to make sure you know which one is theirs um i mean their car looks very unique compared to like every other car that comes through here so once you see it it's pretty obvious Mm -hmm. um and you just follow them until the, like they stop at a point and you go and you hack into it, hide in their trunk and like, like hook into the camera connections and eventually will like hack their car and drive them to the point where Reed and Alex are at. Um, you can just kind of, you can listen to them talk about Hanson for a bit Um which is, you know, that's nothing really significant, um, but you know, it is interesting if you just want to like watch them. I don't know what happened because I do it like I've done it twice now, and I've listened both times. Um, which also like by the time I get to where I need to go with the car, like the them, like the hacking meter of them gaining control of the car again is typically almost up. So I'm curious as to what might happen if you try to hack them at the first opportunity. I feel like you wouldn't have the amount of time because you'd have farther to go.
1: Mm. I also wonder if it's based on your own net running ability.
0: Maybe. I'm not a very high net runner, so. Maybe I have a shorter meter. I don't know. And I don't know what happens if they gain control of it again. That's another thing that I'll have to test that and see. Um, So I'm sure there's a few options that happen here. Um, But for the most part, what I've done is just like, you know, listen to their conversation, hack them at the last possible minute and drive them to the point uh, to which they get dragged out of the car and Alex and Reed fucking put bullets into their heads.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very cold hearted, very stone cold killer, very, very not cool. And even V is like, whoa. So when I picked the dialogue option of I'm not too comfortable with this, Alex throws the flippant comment of what you've never searched a dead body before. And that wasn't the response I was expecting. I was like, I was not okay with the straight up murderizing of these people. I thought, you know, hack them back. Take them out of commission for a little while. Lock them up in a closet somewhere. I don't know. Restrain them. I didn't think yeah. we were gonna straight up murder them.
0: Yeah, and like you know, it it is very like um, because it's a vocabulary time with Tussie or whatever, it was just a very like apathetic cold blooded murder. Like there was just they don't care, like at all. This is routine for them. Um, and like, I don't think you're supposed to expect it. Cause even V does it like yeah. with all the stuff that you could have done, like a stuff that I've done with V at this point um, and whatnot, like even V like the voice acting is one of like absolute shock. Mm-hmm. And like, you can present how you like respond to it. You could, I guess you can be a bit more like outraged or like, you know whatever about it, but the initial voice line that you do not have control of is V B- being like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's and it's just it's just the routine, like zero emotion of it all, and they don't like care. And you can like, yeah, you can. There's voice lines for like, you know, like what the fuck we couldn't do anything else, and they're just like it's it's just what needed to be done, and it's like. Okay, yeah, um, he's,
1: yeah, he's... yeah. I wasn't really comfortable with that one,
0: yeah. But I mean, regardless, you put on whoever's clothes. Um, apparently, if depending on who you're playing, um, the for female v you will impersonate Aurora, and male v impersonates Amrick, I believe his <laughs> name is, um, yeah. So you can get two very different, uh, like, I guess experiences to this quest. Um, so the next quest, uh, it moves on to the next quest pretty much immediately after this. Like I said, it's a very short one, uh, onto fire starter.
1: We didn't start the fire. Uh, but in this case, yes, yes, we did. Isn't there also a weapon called the fire starter?
0: It sounds familiar, but I'm not entirely sure.
1: Uh, Okay, the title of the job comes from the Prodigy song "Firestarter" from their 1997 album "The Fat of the Land." Hmm. Prodigy is an English electronic dance music band.
0: All right. Cool. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way. uh on to firestarter um we actually didn't start the fire in this one uh songbird is the one that does <laughs> um or we'll get to that anyways uh so yeah so you drive you, you get in uh the twins car you drive on down to uh hansen's base uh you can and you pretty much just walk in Um, one of his lieutenants or something kind of like lead you to him. You can kind of get a look at like the inside of the place and like stuff that they're up to and whatnot. Um, He gives you a bit of like exposition on like what like Hanson has been doing since like they stayed behind during the unification war. Um, And it's just kind of you just being in character uh, Read also kind of on like in your agent is just like, hey, like stay in character or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Which you do have a little like portfolio thing off in the corner that you can like reference mm-hmm. um, for very important things. Um, but eventually you do meet up with Hanson uh, and you can sit down and have a drink with him um, and he will test you on things and you get to pretty much see how good you are at playing the role of whoever you are put in the shoes of in the situation yeah. um i was like i said i was i was female v so i got to play aurora um so i got to tell him about how Amrick and i have a horrible hangover um and I got to flirt with him, touch on his arm, um, which was part of yeah, that's part of it. You can like literally just like like caress his arm or whatever, and mm-hmm. sit real close mm-hmm. to him, and he'll be like, "Do you normally do uh?" Or that's what part of it is. You say we have a horrible headache, or horrible hangover, um, and he's like, "I thought Amrick didn't drink," and you're like, "No, he doesn't." But whenever I have one, it's hell for both of us. And then yeah. he's like, "Do you usually?" perform or do you normally do jobs like this with a hangover um, and that was the flirtatious comment was I got to like touch his arm and be like it w- it's my first time I promise uh, which I'm sure there's any <laughs> window there for that specific per- specific reason um, and then he'll like question you basically he's testing you um, I think it's a little weird that he's testing you Um considering that you were at the party before but i guess with the fia people around he has to be careful um uh-huh. but like I, I mean he's asking all these questions he asked about aurora's time in like prison um he like tries to like bait you by saying like you know like there's this one person that was like wondering how you were doing um to which i did on the first time i did fuck it up by saying like oh yeah like that person and then he's like no actually her name was this and, like, I got to be, like, Aurora and just be, like, I actually, I didn't pay that close attention to these fucking people. Like, what do you do? <laughs> and he's, like, ah, fair enough. Um, and then he'll, like, ask you about, like, getting him in touch with arms dealers um, back in, uh, I guess, France or Europe or whatever. Um, to which, like, I think I... I think I've responded with like, you know, the arms trade isn't classy enough for Amrick and I, and he's like, well, if I pay you this much and I'm like, well, if you raise it, uh, then maybe. And he's like, no problems. And I told him, I was like, well, you know, they kind of have a contract on my head. Um, but you know, for that much money, I'm willing to give it a shot, you know, just basically playing. Cause it's like, I think from my impression, Aurora's very just like out there, outgoing, pretty careless. Um, so like, I was like, I was just trying to play up that role of like, talkative, careless, bold kind of person. Um, you played as male V, so what was the experience like for on the other side of the coin with Amrik?
1: Yeah, so it was very, very different because Amrik is the stoic one. Uh, I swear mm. he talked more during this than he did during any other part um,
0: but it's the same for me Alex talking as Amrik I was like this man didn't talk this much even with like, like damn Alex be careful please yeah. like, you're asking questions stop
1: Um, the big thing for him is that he transfers all of his memories to external storage disks so that way he can hold more RAM in his head like if i my mm. brain isn't held back by all these memories then i have more freedom to do other things um, but from the years of 2073 to 2075 those data banks were stolen so he literally has no memory of that time frame oh
0: okay so, uh, Ooh, so hansen
1: funny. asks you specifically back in 2073, you were working at Petrochem, right? And I'm like, yes, that is where I was employed. And he's like, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And if you don't realize that your memories were gone from those years, that's where you can fuck up as Emmerich.
0: Yeah. And of course you have this, like you have the thing um, Mm -hmm. that you can kind of reference, but you kind of have to be a bit more on top of it and remember what's on it because all, all these choices are timed. Yep. Like, so like you don't have you know the whole all the time in the world to like answer them like you have to be pretty like quick about it and remember what's on your like little sheet so that's where my fuck up came in because i was like referencing it but like the with you know I i was like oh yeah i know that person and he's like no that's she has a different name and it's like uh you know we'll just we'll just adapt here like it was easy enough like she it was I don't know how it would be for like I feel like it's probably harder to try and like play that off as Amrik but like with Aurora and how like you know how she is like just her personality is like yeah she seems like the type that would like have a friend in prison and not remember her fucking name at all <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I could mean, probably play this off whatever cause I mean yeah this also says that she was in like VIP containment or something during prison so like she was in fancy ass prison <laughs> like, I didn't I know that there was wonder- a VIP section of prison <laughs>
1: Right? Yeah. Uh, I also wonder what happens if you fail these. This like, good fail everything. I,
0: I guess you fuck up the quest and... I don't know, maybe, like, you have to adapt or something? I don't know. I wonder, maybe, like, some me might actually, like, interrupt and maybe save you or something. Who knows? Seems weird. Or maybe the other person just covered, like, Alex covers for you. Maybe. Somehow. Uh, there, I mean, like she, she adapted during that one mission. So, like, I guess obviously she knows how to get out of like the sticky situations. So she can probably figure it out. Um, according we'll to, to the fandom,
1: see. according to the fandom, you if if V fucks up, you have to have a twenty cool in order to get a valid
0: fix. Oh, that's that's right. I was able to do that. That's where my fix came in, was was I had a 20 cool option. I was just kind of like, because my V's cool as fuck. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, me does come up uh, and uh, get you... Um, I guess it just is V, whoever it is, whenever you go down. Um, so... You go down. Alex stays up with Hanson because they have to the the job of the other sibling is to transfer the files um, as they're like as you're like pulling them out or whatever under the guise you know the the job you're supposed to be doing. Um, and you go down there and you can like basically you're interacting with Somi in like the flesh or the Chrome both, um, but also there's Relic Somi who's like talking you through things um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, only, of course, only you can see. Um, And you get your choice here. Yeah. One of the hardest, the the second hardest decision I had to make in the whole DLC expansion.
1: Yeah. This one was very, very rough. And I don't think I've ever sat on a screen for so long flipping back and forth back and forth you know
0: i sent it to you the moment i fucking got it like i screenshot this shit and send it to you as i just hate it but so and we'll see like i guess we'll talk about it at this point like the differing like paths that you can take my first run of this just me playing i chose to betray reed and they make it a very fine point because it's not a side with it's betray reed or betray songbird mm-hmm. um i chose to betray reed um because he just didn't get it uh, he didn't understand he's also been the least forthcoming with me during this point, or at least as far as my perception allowed the least forthcoming. Obviously, there's some stuff that Somi does not tell you until much, much later if you go this path, Um, which, you know, we get to that when we get to that. Um, But I uh, sided with Songbird. Um, We managed to get the thing. She like taps into the black wall in order to like fuck up this place. Um, you can see Alex like killing Hanson up at the top part. This is part of it too. This will, this is a very significant difference. Uh, mm-hmm. if you choose the other route, uh, and then you have to escape the place with. So me who is using the black wall to like activate the defenses and stuff that are in the place, uh, in order to help you get out. Um, So, And this part does play out pretty similar to the other side, like the escaping from it um, for the most part except like you have the addition of Somi and her using the black wall to use the defenses that you can like do like you, one of the first options is you can rotate the fans on like a helicopter and like cut people in half (laughs) Um, which is dramatic as fuck Um, but yeah, you just have to escape this and once you get out you get out Um, Jin, I would like to know what your first choice was
1: I love the fact that at every major key decision you and I are complete opposite
0: I kind of (laughs) figured
1: so I betrayed Songbird on my first run. Um, I I was in the mindset of the corpo and I was like, if I can help out Songbird and me in this moment, I'm going to. I felt like she was getting and especially because we saw all of it. We saw the black wall stuff coming out. We saw her glitchiness and I was just like, I need to help you and to help you is to knock you out in this moment and get you the help you need. I, I betrayed her.
0: Yeah. So I was very much in my nomad mindset of, you know, like freeing her, freeing the songbird. you know, like that's kind of a big theme with this, this expansion. Um, So that was very much my thought is like, just like help her get away because like, that's what nomads do. Like they, when, when they, you know, come to like crossroads like this, like they can just drive, you know, they can just drive away. So it's kind of, I was, I was kind of like, we're both leaning very much into our characters at this point. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So, and plus I just like, it was just, she was just more real. She just felt like the more real character to me. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know where like the choices and stuff would come in later on. And I was like, if I do this now, does this screw her and put her back in the clutches of these people that were like manipulating her? I wasn't sure. So I went with safer option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted them. I wanted Reed and so me to have to be able to rebuild their relationship, and that was the only way that I could see it happening.
0: I that would have been nice. I've now that I've played from every, I won't say every possible option for the expansion, but every major possible option for the expansion. Um, I don't. I would never want that for her because that the relationship was a lie. Yeah. Like the, well,
1: I know that now.
0: Yeah. Um, but so from the other side of things, if you do side with Reed and betray her um, one, she detects the icebreaker being uploaded. Um, so she basically warns Hanson. Um, she, and it is at this point where the switch happens, where, yeah. She becomes songbird. Um, so like she warns Hansen that was, they have like a little conversation of, like I'll, and she says, like, "I'll handle the one down here." Uh, and then she's like, "Did you really think that this was going to work?" Hansen kills the fuck out of Alex up top um, because he got warned about it. He, he doesn't get the same level of surprise as the other one. Um, and Songbird taps into the black wall hardcore and gets real fucking scary um, really really scary yeah and she directs some of that black wall energy towards you fucks you up fucking fucks up every person in this room and escapes on her own um do you have to escape from here in much the same way except you don't have her help this time um and you do have to fight uh Kurt at the end of this he becomes yeah. a that he is a boss fight that you have to deal with. Um even I I did his boss fight post the 2.1 like boss like buff like there was some hard like like he has some cool like animation like like lock like if you try to melee him um he like blocks like I tried to use my katana against him he like grabbed my katana like hit me and then like I like try to like or I think I tried to like hit him back with like my other hand and he like stabbed a knife through it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like that's intense it's cool but other than that like it's not like those are really the only close calls I have because that little sequence does do a lot of damage to you but for the most part of the rest of the part, It was not like a whole lot like he's got a bit of like sandavistan that he can use to like dodge things or whatever, but it's not like super effective. And I think he has a bit of a weird like like shield thing that he can use. But like this boss fight wasn't actually that hard
1: for me personally. Yeah, it wasn't that difficult for me either. I had a little bit more issue so the crowd control in the beginning when all of his soldiers run up, that makes it a little bit difficult. But with my net running Contagion, um, it wasn't that bad. Um, it, but especially when like more and more elite bar guys come through, it can make it more difficult. What uh, difficulty are you playing on?
0: Uh, hard. Okay. Same. Yeah, so. I'm, not on, I, I'm not good enough for very hard With after they buffed it. <laughs> um, but i mean i I don't have a problem with like goons um i just hit the sandy and like one one tap them with a throwing knife mm -hmm. um so like those dudes are dead like like i i literally have like done this a few times at this point where like i get the really cool moment of like like the fucking cool like anime moment where i can like go through hit the sandy and like like you know, headshot like five people and then stand there and watch as all of their bodies hit the ground at the same time.
1: Oh, that's um, so satisfying.
0: It's very satisfying um, because, yeah, you can do that because they just like nothing happens while they're like frozen or like slowed down and then it's just like, <laughs> it's very cool. Um, so the his like, his extra help wasn't really a problem. Um, but, you know, it's still a cool fight that like I did get to a point, I think, where I was like at eight, HP because of his like animation thing, so I got like real like oh for a moment, (laughs) but it was fine. Um, After this, I will also say
1: that now. I use this gun for sure. The Wild Dog. It is a power light machine gun. There are only three power light machine guns in the game. so And there's like heavy specs for it, um, like perks and everything. So I was like, I need a new light machine gun. And then just hands his over. It's called the Wild Dog. And
0: it's really good. Really, really yeah. good. But once you kill him, you can, yeah, you can loot some, he has some unique weapons on him. Um, I, from what I've seen, and maybe because I, you know, because the way I fight, I don't get that option as much. It seems like there is a, like, possible, like, choice whether to spare him or not. As I was seeing, like, while I was doing a bit more, like, looking up on this quest line, there seems to be a thing where he, like, you can choose to spare him. Um hmm. I don't know what impact that has on the things. I didn't get that option uh because I was using a lot of very lethal blades. Um yeah, I didn't so he either. just kind of collapsed. Um but like yeah, I'm looking like I looked through this like quest line thing um and there's very specifically like a thing where he's like on his knees and it says you can it gives you a chance to finish him. He may just die anyways. Like um like he may have like be dead from his wounds because it's a timed thing. It looks like, Um, so so I don't know. I want to, I'm curious to see a gory
1: finisher or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Um, But then you run from this and uh, Reed pulls up in his, in his vehicle and like picks you up uh, and like you race out of here uh, and then you can go up to a vantage point and watch as, the songbird is found and detained by Max Tack. Yeah. That's about the end of that mission. If you side with her, uh, you just get out and then she'll like, uh, I think you like get, get her in a car and she like goes off and then she will call you later. So. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so Good. And I love that we have such different paths that we both took on this and that we will be able to continue down that way and talk about our personal playthroughs on both of these. Um,
0: Yeah, there's not much left for my personal playthrough um, because it's actually a significantly shorter quest line if you mm -hmm. side with her. That's true. Yeah. All right.
1: Any last thoughts?
0: Uh no, that's that's it for me. Um this DLC makes me very sad.
1: Yeah. The depression is real. I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm here yeah. for you. Uh so we will wrap it up here for the night. Go give us a follow on Twitter X at CyberpunkLore and visit us on patreon.com slash cyberpunk And you can also find me on the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer.
0: Uh, And you can catch me doing the Witcher lore cast um, with my co-host, Ben. Uh, But uh, if you do listen to that show, um, we will be taking a two-week break because I'm allowed to do that. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> uh, especially whenever I've been going on uh, two and a half years without actually taking one. So we're going to take a little time off, enjoy the holidays, not have to worry about that. Um, as, as I also do the other show, uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk D, VD, the uh, Cyberpunk Red Library podcast uh, with the fumbling for an almighty crit king.
1: Alright, and at the end of every episode, we shout out Miracle of Sound for allowing his music to be used. Uh, The Neon Red Instrumental Remix is what we use little clips from. So, thank you so much, Gav. You're amazing. And while you're out there,
0: stay safe in Dogtown.